I just wanted to be a player. That's it. You have the biggest guy on the team. Crack your head as hard as you can. I played as a senior, and being a female on the team, I was, I was not accepted at all. What was it like to play on an American high school football team in the late 1990s as a girl? Today, many gender barriers are beginning to break down, but there was a time recently, quite recently indeed, when things were still very rigid. Joy Auburn came of age during those times, and as a self-described linebacker beauty queen, it was anything but easy. Today, Joy is going to describe her experience and give us a little glimpse into American gender in the 90s. That's what we're talking about today. I'm B.T. Newberg, and this is the history of sex. History of Sex is sponsored by Dr. Jillian Kenny, historian of women, sex, and magic in medieval Europe. I want to thank our Patreon patron, Nicholas Prisbilla, for making this episode possible. Today's episode is also sponsored by Audible. More on that later. Joy Auburn is an author, publisher, and strength trainer. She has published numerous short stories, including Red in the Hood, which warps you into the world of a creepy little girl in red with an antique shop that is more than it seems. It's like Little Red Riding Hood as Hannibal Lecter. Find it in the anthology Cursed Collectibles, available on Amazon. Joy describes her gender as semi-questioning, and we'll get into what that means for her a little later in this episode. Finally, she is currently working on a book based on her own personal experience entitled Linebacker Beauty Queen. So let's go now to Joy Auburn to hear what it was like for her as a girl on a boys football team in the late 1990s. Author Joy Auburn, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Tell me about this experience. What was it like? You were, it was in high school, yes? Mm -hmm. You're on a boys football team. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And we do have international listeners, so we probably have to explain what American football is like at least a little bit. Also because I don't know sports, so you have to explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old. Sure. No, that's, that's no problem. It's not the round ball. It's not the, you know, um, that kind of football. It's, it's the American style football where you have the uprights and, you know, the guys with the helmets on and, um, you Emphasis know, on guys, right? Yes, exactly. There's guys. not yes. normally a girl's team for football. No, not unless you're doing powder puff, you know, and you have like the little, the flags on and all that. Yeah. You don't get, you don't really get the whole tackling girls football team, unless you get the lingerie leagues. You know, that's that's another podcast in itself, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I will so. be Googling that podcast later <laughs> yeah, tonight. Right, right. I'm sure. I've not I'm heard sure of those. you and, and, and half, of the, uh, half of the audience here. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so what was that like for you as a teen, a girl, mm-hmm. 
and you're on a guy's football team. It was the one of the most interesting and difficult experiences that I think I, I could have walked into. I, I had no idea what I was going to expect. Uh, it's something that it, it's a little more common now, but this was we're talking not to date myself here, but we're talking, <laughs> I know, right? We're talking like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. There's girls on teams now, mm-hmm. but back then it was pretty much unheard of. The only time I'd ever heard of a girl on a team was if they were like in middle school and it was before the guys had gotten large enough to you know, be able to be stronger than the females. Right. And so I played as a senior and I was from Norman, Oklahoma, an area that is steeped in tradition. Football is is life. I think in my book, I talk about like there's spring, summer, football, winter. It's just, you know, that's just the way that it goes. And so, and being a female on the team, I was, I was not accepted at all. Um, the guys were, were, were really rough with me. <laughs> the very first day that we had, I had pads on, I was hazed. The biggest guy on the team, we're talking over 300 pounds, uh, he said, "Hey, come here. You know, uh, you know, let's we, we give this to everybody." And of course, I never saw anyone else had this happen to him. He, he took me by my shoulder pads and slammed his head into mine. Okay. Uh, and I mean, I was my ears were ringing. You had right a helmet away. on at the time. I had a helmet. On, yes, okay. we both had helmets on at the time. But you talk about all these head head injuries that happen uh-huh. right now, and you have the biggest guy on the team crack your head as hard as you can. That's the very first experience that I had of any actual like the contact. So did you get the impression that he was trying to intimidate you as a woman? Or did you get the impression that he was trying to say, hey, I know you're a chick, but welcome to the team. Bam. It was hard to to tell with him. Um, I it might have been a little bit of both. I would say because uh, we actually hung out some like outside of the, the the football team, which is kind of weird in in general. The fact that my guy friends I, who were on the team never really stood up for me, but you know whatever. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I, it's not that I it's not that I wanted to be the damsel in distress. Like that's not what I I just wanted to be a player. That's it. I didn't do it to be, you know, look at me. I'm a female on a team. Like, you know, it, it was nothing like that. I just, I love football. My very first thing that I ever asked for for Christmas from Santa was a football. Uh, and so I loved contact sports. You were like a young girl, like a little Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. And already, you know, <laughs> you know, like the guy stuff is for you somehow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was the tomboy from the beginning. I, I, all the other girls were playing, I don't know, jacks. I, I don't even know what they played. Uh, and I'm sitting there or I'm would go between the basketball courts and the football field. I would go against the guys and on the football field, we would play tackle on the, you know, the basketball court. It would be the full on, you know, it was, it was rough and I enjoyed it and I could hold my own. Uh, and I, and I love that. And that was part of it. I think some of the days they couldn't really handle a female, uh, you know, being able to hold their own against them. And they just, you know, that they just didn't want to do it that day or what. You know, I, I played linebacker, so it's okay. What is a linebacker? So the linebacker is almost like, okay, think about like a heat seeking missile. Whoever has that ball, that's where you're going to. So you, uh, you picture like the line of guys, those are like the, the linemen. So those are like the big, the really big guys. And then 
right behind them on offense, you have the quarterback and then the running back and all, you know, all those guys. Uh-huh. Those are the ones the, they're all trying to score. Right. And then on the defense side, you have the linebackers. They're the ones who tackle like whoever okay. has the ball. Right. It's all about being able to hit hard. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I mean, you can see like, I'm smiling. Like I just, I love it. <laughs> so, so put me in the scene here. So let's go to high school. Mm-hmm. You've got a game. You're all suited up. Like you're in the locker room and it's just about time to go out on the field. First of all, you're in the girls' locker room. You're in the guys' locker room. <laughs> yeah, you caught yourself there, didn't you? Like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not how it. <laughs> um, so I was in the girls' locker room, okay. and you know the guys. I'm sure they're over there, like pumping themselves up. You know, slapping each other's butts. So what's uh, what's going through your mind at that moment? So a big part of sports is amping each other up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just in a locker room by myself. Mm-hmm. Just that alone. I felt very segregated. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed a lot of things. I mean, the, to be able to connect a tissue that brings a team together is mm-hmm. like those times in between. Sure. Uh, and, and I missed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the hardest things was it wasn't that I was not accepted because I was a crappy player. Mm-hmm. It was that because I was a female mm-hmm. and I hate to even say that I, 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 I just, I'm me. I don't necessarily care. Like I'm not, I don't look at the gender part of it. Yeah. So the um, gender part is it's always there, but it's like background mm-hmm. static. For me, it is. That's the thing. It's like, for me, it's background static for everyone else. It's very, it's in your face. It was always just about gender to everyone else. Right. Uh, and that was hard. Like I said, I want to be seen as me. And I saw, it sounds like there's some being like, I wish it oh, was yeah. a more pure experience. Well, you talk about pure experiences. I actually w- didn't get to play any games. Wait, they didn't let you play in any games? Zero? Well, here's here's what happened. Um, it was like through the summer, I kept getting my like tackled really, really hard. So the guys right. would... They would, okay, I would be standing in like So this line. is during like training time or what? Yes, this is with my team. We would train a lot more with pads on. Okay. But they would say sometimes like, okay, don't go all out. We're just kind of running through the motions, that sort of thing. Mm. Well, the guys would do that to each other. But then when it came to, to me, they would hit me as hard as they could mm. every time. You know, okay, the coach tells tells us you're not supposed to be getting tackled right now. So I'm just running the play. I'm practicing on the technique. I'm practicing Mm -hmm, like learning what I'm supposed to be doing to do the play. And so I'm not ready. And there, and I'm just getting, you know, smashed by really big guys. One of the days I would just be staying, I was was just standing in line, waiting my turn, Uh, not even in the play or anything. I was just standing in line. And all of a sudden I got tackled as hard as a guy could just flatten me out. Uh, while I was, yeah, while I was just stand, while I was just like waiting in line, um, you know, and he's like, "Oh my, my bad," you know, it's like, oh, right, I, 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 did, I didn't realize where, you know, I, I didn't realize what we we're doing. It's like he was like one of the starters, you know. It's just, it's like, okay, like right, like you have no idea. I'm standing in line, like I'm, just, right. you know, so. Um, it's like it, a guy well, with a gun that's just like, pow, whoops, oh sorry, yeah, I, don't, I didn't know. Yeah. What I was I doing. Was toy, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a toy gun. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's uh, I, one of the guys tackled me against the fence. Um, he like he like like kind of picked me pick, like picked me up and just kept driving me back and then just kind of like 
pushed me into like where the fence, like where their, the ground met the fence and like, kind of like dug me in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was, um, but then at the, like toward the end, um, one of the guys actually tackled me on the concrete mm-hmm. and, um, as hard as he could. And I mean, I just like my whole body just smashed my kind of like, almost head first, just smashed against the concrete. I mean, I had the helmet on, but you know, you put, you know, that kind of force against somebody and they just yeah. fly. I, I was just walking. It wasn't, you know, I, and they, you know, it was, they hit me from behind and, and just smashed. And I just like flew and like crashed into the concrete. Um, and so after that, like everything started, um, going like much slower. I, I couldn't really tell like how fast I was doing everything. Mm-hmm. The, my vision was just anytime I, my heart would get going, my vision would just kind of start blacking out just a little bit. Um, and so I know I had at least one concussion. I don't know how many, I mean, <laughs> even just that time where the guy head butted me, mm-hmm. I, I, I heard like ringing after that. Sure. And so, but shortly or shortly after, um, it was getting really bad. One of the guys, his helmet came up under my guard on my face mask and against my chin pad and it, and it cut open like the bottom part of my chin. Mm-hmm. And because it's your head, it just bleeds. And so my white practice jersey was just covered in blood. And the, the coach was like, get off my field, get out of here. Like to having you. someone to, right. Yeah. It was me because they were telling me to get out of here to go have that looked at. All right. This was like one of the few times where I got injured and it was a completely legit uh-huh. um, tackle. It was just his head just happened to like kind of come up underneath the face mask and sure. busted open my chin. And um, so at that point I went to the ER and they were asking me how I was doing and everything. I was like, ah, you know, my, I'm having like headaches and, you know, I kind of explained everything. And so they ended up having scans done and I had some major damage and so like nerve damage in the back of my neck and they're like if you get tackled again like really hard you could you could get paralyzed essentially so that's what did it after that for medical reasons you had to leave the team yes if i got hit hard it i possibly you know could that could be it and it that was like about a week before the first game and it was one of the hardest decisions i ever had to make Tell me about a victory moment. Uh, it was actually when I went to the Oklahoma State University football camp. That was a camp that you attended while you were a high school student? Yes. Yeah. I won their toughest player award. Awesome. And I, yeah, and, and, and the guys is players from all over the state. And maybe it was because they would not have to be associated with me mm-hmm. after that. But I felt accepted by those guys, by the guys that were, you know, just at the camp. And I mean, there were hundreds of guys, but, um, you know, they they actually thought it was really awesome. Um, I got my highest bench press while I was there. Um, so, it was, yeah. So one of the things that was real interesting um, with the, well, I don't know if I actually want to announce this, but <laughs> it might. Well, oh, now you it, have to. Oh, I know. So, uh, okay. While I was at the OSU camp, uh, the, the, they were, the coaches had me try doing some field goals. Okay. And I, that's where you have to kick the ball. 
Right, right. And so, and that was the thing is that pretty much any female at that point who had ever played, they had only ever been a kicker. And I mean, it was pretty rare, uh, but you know, they're needing a kicker. So they might grab a female from a soccer team, you know, the coaches, they had me do some field goals and they told me that if, if I could get consistent, I could come and get a scholarship with them. And I, it was almost like this opportunity because I was a female. And so it's, it's in, in one side, it's, it has been such a negative on another side. It now all of a sudden, like, Oh, you're, you're a female. Let's, uh, let's put you in this position so that, you know, essentially it's publicity. It's a publicity thing. Some mixed feelings there. It really, it really was. I mean, the fact that I got the toughest player award partially, I, I mean, it was probably because I was a female and still, I mean, I, yeah, I kicked butt. I still like made tackles and things like that, but it's so hard to say. And and at the same time, I don't want to downplay my ability, but it's hard to know even in those times where things were good, how much of it was because I really was like that freaking awesome. Or was it, oh, well, you did, you did awesome for a girl. Yeah, I don't know. So Well, I, I got so many questions, but I'm going to limit myself. Yeah, no. Okay. So, go, first of all, <laughs> first of all, since this is a history show, yeah. can you give me just like the super, super, super abbreviated, almost just like a montage of the history of football? Like three scenes, right? Like, <laughs> like one little scene that was like back in the 1920s where they talked like this, you know, and it's like, what are women <laughs> doing on football there? And then you in the decade when you were in high school. And then today, and like, has it gotten better or are there still really rough challenges faced by women today that give me, give me those three snapshots really quick. So as far as I know, like it, uh, back in the day, it was all men, just the, the tough man, the, you know, you had, you had baseball that was kind of that national pastime, but the football, like that's where people like came together and that's where people, um, you know, where, where really universities were made known uh, was by their football teams. And then for me, you know, fast forward, guys sport, traditional, it's all about tradition. Football, mm-hmm. uh, football is all about that. And I broke that tradition being a female in a football country. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it was very much known that uh, especially you know, unless you're a kicker, you're just, you're just not going to be accepted. So that was like yeah. late nineties. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I graduated in 2000. So, okay. uh, you, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, I can uh, do math. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then for, for now, just this year alone, I have put on my Instagram and my Facebook, I think three or four national newsworthy stories of girls that have they one of them was a kicker she she mm-hmm. kicked the winning field goal one of them was um a um a quarterback she made up the game winning pass you know there's uh and i i saw a picture of three girls same uniform mm-hmm. they're younger on the same team uh, that that are playing football and so it's much more accepted now and actually i want to say last year the first position uh, an actual position, female got the first position scholarship that was not a kicker. Okay. Um, for for football. What so, position? 
I want to say like, I, I'm, I'm going to mess this up. So like strong safety or it was, it was something like that. It was one of those. Definitely not linebacker. <laughs> I don't. Not linebacker um, and maybe not no. line men. That's like no, the front. No. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And okay. I don't think, I don't know if you still call them linemen, line, but line I mean. person? Yes. Yeah. A liney? Know. Liney, yeah, I'm, I'm a liney. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I don't think that would ever fly. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, maybe. So yeah. small victories is what you're saying. Yeah, I would say so. So for girls today that are in a position that you are at, let's say girls in high school that age, what's your message for them today? I, and it's not just for high school. I okay. would say even younger than that. Mm-hmm. Be you, go out for what you want to do, and stand up for yourself. Don't quit. Don't listen to what they have to say. Head down, just, you know, or even really actually, no, head up, you know, <laughs> and go strong, you know. It's like head up and be a strong person and don't let whatever they have to say get you down. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> We didn't even go through the the beauty queen part. (laughs) Like I won Miss Oklahoma that same year. Oh, I figured that that was just like, I'm a girl on the team. You actually. Well, okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. You know what time it is? It's time to take your walk. (laughs) Um, so, um, the same year that I played football, I won Miss Teenage Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. So my, my mom, she, God, she, she pushed me so much to do all the pageants and, um, you know, being a girl and, you know, it's probably one of the reasons why I have a, a closet full of dresses that never get worn. You know, that was like, I've always had that closet full of dresses, Mm -hmm. you know, and all these underneath of my bed, which is stuffed with all these dolls, you know, it, uh, I had so many dolls growing up. So, th- um, so this you know. is your concession to your family. Essentially, yeah. Um, it was, you know, she I, she had me do beauty pageants from the beginning, and she, you know, she'd always tell me like, "Oh, your first one, you won first runner up or whatever." And that was just because you you did cartwheels across the stage, you know, like uh, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it was me a baby. Pa- it was, so. yeah, well, it was a baby pageant. I mean, oh, like, yeah. From the very beginning, that's some spunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even the, the trophy is like a little baby, you know, it's like, so obviously it was, I was really young, but I, I, you know, I did the car was, um, but yeah, she wanted me, she was wanting me to do the whole pageant thing. And mm-hmm. I ended up uh, doing that when I was a senior in high school and I won mm-hmm. that one. I got a full ride mm-hmm. to a very good university, you know, and then within the, a couple of months I started training MMA. <laughs> so that's <laughs> her. <laughs> You're like, okay, mom, so, I did your thing. Now let me do mine. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I played the football. I won the beauty pageant. Now I'm going to go train MMA. Folks, we're going to hear more from Joy, including her personal gender journey. But first, I want to tell you that her short story, Lure, published in the anthology Undercurrents, is available on Audible, which happens to be the sponsor of today's show. <clears throat> Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash btnewberg and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. 
You can select any book of your choice for free, and why not begin with the anthology Undercurrents featuring Joy Auburn's horror story, Lure. Lure is a boy seeking his brother, but what he finds down below is something else entirely. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash btnewberg. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash b-t-n-e-w-b-e-r-g for your free audiobook. Whew, that was a real ad, folks. How about that? Feels like the real deal, huh? But for realsies, it does support the show anytime someone signs up. So if you're going to get yourself some audiobooks, why not support the show at the same time? Anyway, speaking of the show, it's time to get back to it. Joy is about to tell us more about her personal gender journey, which is going to give us an even deeper glimpse into what it was like in the 1990s. But first, she makes a comment about one of our episodes, the one entitled What the Zombie Apocalypse Teaches Us About Sex, and the accompanying animation that can be found on YouTube or at our website, historyofsexpod.com. And I know that your kids watch the animation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, okay, I have to say, my, my son... He was all about that bouncing eyeball. I mean, and he just, the bouncing eyeball. And then when the zombies came, he was just laughing so hard. It, it made his night, seriously. And then he kept coming in and talking about, like, eyeballs bouncing. And so, um, yeah, so that's, you know. Well, I'll definitely have to tell our animator, Max. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. it, he, he could yeah. do in three hours what it would take me three months to do poorly. And he does it superbly. <laughs> that is That is impressive. So I would not have guessed like yeah. three hours. So that is, that's very impressive. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to say? Well, uh, yes. By sure. all means. Okay, no. please. Um, so the previous podcast talked about what would happen, you know, if we went backward, like the hunters and gatherers, like, mm -hmm. um, yep. well, so what would, what is like the, I almost want to say like, what is the internet revolution? What has that taught us? About you know, I sex. mean, how much, yeah. How yeah. much more we learned about it, you know, just since the internet has come out for me, Back then, uh -huh. I had no idea that questioning gender was a thing. Uh -huh. And so the fact that I was a tomboy and, uh, you know, that I enjoyed like everything, I, even my emotions are much more geared toward guys than it mm. is female. And and so I don't know if I would have like, even questioned, I, I, I think I might have questioned, I, I don't know, you know, back then, uh -huh. if I would have identified as a male or female, I, I know that I at least would have been probably wondering, but I actually, I didn't know that was a thing. And I've talked to other females that are about my age that are, they're, you know, that are very strong. They're like work out a lot. And they've said the same thing that they, they did not know that, you know, beyond basically being gay, lesbian, and then, you know, um, dressing as a transvestite, essentially that's, you know, that's why, I, you know, I, I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, there's that, <laughs> so, um, you know, but that was it. Like, that's uh -huh. all that I knew that 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 there was really like the choices. And if it, there wasn't the Internet, if there wasn't, you know, everyone would be able to connect like they are now, then people would not be able to find some of their tribe and be able to connect in that way. Yeah. Um, but. But I and I and I, I think that that's wonderful because there's there's been times in my life where I have seen something I'm like that's me like it it took like half my life to be like wow that that's me you know and it's just like this aha like I'm okay 
Uh-huh. Um, so I, and I'm just, you know, I grew up, I grew up uh, with Tourette's. Okay. And, yeah. um, and it was, it was really bad. I would make noises and, you know, like all this, you know, like runs and, you know, I don't know, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, make like little, you know, neck motions and, um, and, and just, just for our listeners, Tourette's isn't yeah. always spouting profanity, right? Cause exactly. that's what you see in the movies, but that's not necessarily. Right. Right. Because I, clearly this entire conversation, that's all I've been doing is just like, you know, you're having to bleed me out this entire time. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Listeners will never know. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. Like we, we've actually like been on this thing for 10 hours. He's had to bleed out <laughs> so much. <laughs> okay. One more time, Joy. All right, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Um, so with the, with the Tourette's, it, it was, I actually did not know, learn what that was. Mm-hmm. until I was a um, a senior in high school. Okay. And so growing up, I always thought like I was like the weirdo. I was the one that, you know, like I kept getting in trouble because I would make these noises mm-hmm. uh, like while people were taking tests, you know, and, and just different things. And I couldn't help it. Uh-huh. And so finally I was watching, I was watching Maury mm-hmm. <laughs> and the kids were like, you know, they look, they look normal and they were just, most of them weren't doing the cuss words or any of that. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's me. Oh my God. Like, and I, and I ran and I, you know, I shouted, like I was excited uh-huh. that, that I, that I finally like could identify with what I'd been going through my whole, I, it was like four or five years old that I started, you know, having ticks. And then when you had this realization, how old were you? Like 17. <laughs> like 17. <laughs> and so parallel to this, you're also, sounds like you're making the point that had you at 17 also had you know this possibility to see like oh i can question my gender you might have had a similar realization is that right quite possibly yes and and so it's not been really until um i would say within the last 10 years Mm -hmm. that i even kind of knew that was a thing but by then it like you know, I was, I married and it's kind of, you know, it's just like, I, you, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks sometimes. Sure. It's just, you know, it's mean, probably not like the right, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't want a whole new wardrobe, you know, <laughs> right. but I will say like, I have this, I have this closet of skirts and dresses that uh-huh. is perfect for Halloween because mm-hmm. it is just, it, it, like, there's probably like all kinds of cobwebs in there because it's all full of dresses and skirts mm-hmm. that I, I think I open it like maybe once a year. Yeah. You know, I just, um, you know, that's not really my thing. But right. well, um, yeah, it's so. an amazing time that we live in, o- owing mostly to some amazing, you know, activism by some really awesome people. But it's been going on oh, yeah. for so long and it just all of a sudden seemed to pop in the last 10 mm-hmm. years. I mean, it's been going on since late 19th century. And early 20th century, the first trans operation from male to female was in Germany in the uh, 1920s, I believe. Dora Richter was her name. Um, wow. But, but I was a... in the same situation. Well, I had to research that for an upcoming episode. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I was in the same boat as you. It's like you, you hear about like cross-dressers and stuff back in the mm-hmm. 90s when I was going through high school. But it, it wasn't a thing. Transgender wasn't even a word that it was even on my radar. And then right. all of a sudden it was like, boom, this is okay now? Oh, okay. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But really within the last five years. Listeners will eventually be able to check this out in your book, Linebacker mm-hmm. Beauty Queen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Coming yes. out in the future, some <laughs> vague time. 
Correct. Yes. <laughs> I'm so I'm still in edits right now, which yeah. uh, the publishing industry, you know, it's it takes a few years. So that's just how it goes. OK, so to tide listeners over, mm-hmm. what is a publication that they can check out now? In the intro, we mentioned your short story, Red in the Hood. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's my most recent publication. Uh, I am actually going to be um, speaking live on a radio uh, here on October 30th at 10 p.m. Central Time. Cool. KFAI.org uh, is where you can tune in, um, you know, anywhere across the country. Again, that's Wednesday, October 30th uh, at 10 p.m. Central uh, Time? Yes, Central Time. Okay. I'll be reading my horror story, Lure. Ooh. That way it was, yeah, it was, it was published in a, an anthology called Undercurrents, the fear that lies beneath or something like that. Okay. And so. what is, what, what's <laughs> one or maybe two sentences to hook our listeners for that story? Lure is a brother seeking out his, uh, or, or it's a, it's a, he's seeking out his brother and he finds what lies beneath is not what he expects. Hmm. Yes, they find, and and mostly when it comes to the, in the form of dead bodies. Hmm, okay. (laughs) Beautiful. Folks, you can find Joy Auburn on Instagram, where she is at author Joy Auburn. Find her short stories, including Red in the Hood in the anthology Cursed Collectibles, by searching Joy Auburn on Amazon. And you can even hear her story Lure from the anthology Undercurrents, read aloud for you by her, on kfai.org this October 30th at 10 p.m. Central Time. And if you don't catch that, well, there's always Audible. audibletrial.com slash btnewberg. That's it for today, folks. We'll be back next week with our next deep dive episode where we will discover what it was like the day Hitler came to power. Did you know that young girls were encouraged to bear a child out of wedlock for the fatherland? Or that men were pressured to trade in their wives for more racially fit Aryan lasses? Or that the first male-to-female transsexual operation patient, Dora Richter, whom we just mentioned in this episode, disappeared from the record that fateful day? Find out all that and more next week as we begin our super deep diving series, Sex in the Third Reich. All right, everybody, I'm B.T. Newberg, and this is the history of sex. Podcast theme music mixed from tracks by Kevin McLeod. For additional credits, references, photos, and more, see our website at www.historyofsexpod.com.